0: they're not working enough they need to stay in focus yeah, you and so know any any press is good press and it's if you're not really
1: not really, working, not really. <laughs> oh no 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 whoever said that that was back in the day when most of your private shit stayed private but now with social media it, it's it's not back when the only news people got of a famous person was through a newspaper or on TV, and they could control that shit. Like all their freakiness that they do behind closed doors, nobody ever found out about that. But once you have social media, and every phone has a camera, oh, please, you can't, you you can't, like somebody like Rock Hudson couldn't have stayed hidden. In the closet? Oh, Oh, no. No.
0: Well, the thing about that, too, is, are we recording?
1: You know what? Let's just start recording right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> another fun and exciting day, and another great episode of Theatrical and Conjecture and Dissertation, a fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, your host with the most, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from an always sunny and dry Southern California, and coming to you from the South, cooking up some sausage, Ms. Sheree Stewart.
0: <laughs> How are you doing, From Ms. Stewart? From the always sunny and wet Louisiana. <laughs> hey, exactly.
1: How are you doing, Ms. Stewart?
0: I'm doing well, Mr. Chambers.
1: That's good, that's good. So, well, we, we, were, we were starting this conversation sort of talking about social media and the, uh, the blight on society that it is. Well, not really, but I'm saying most of these people out there, and especially famous people, And it seems to be the young famous people just don't seem to understand that Twitter is not always your friend. And you really need some PR people that take that away from you and let them just put stuff out there. Don't do it yourself because you just get into nothing but trouble most of the time. But that's just me.
0: Nothing but sausage.
1: (laughs) See, there you go. Hey, are are you? Uh, is your is your mic plugged in all the way?
0: Um, I'm not using a mic. I'm using the onboard mic that I have. Ah, it's like normal. Why is it? Are you not picking
1: up? No, because you're getting a lot of static. Because it, it sounds like you're it sounds like if somebody's moving a cable and the oh, connections. You know Maybe this
0: this particular headphone that has a mic. Let me make sure that's not.
1: that oh yeah there it is okay see listen technical glitches we fix shit right on the air we don't fix it and go we we don't cut for nothing
0: oh man so what are we talking about today
1: okay we're gonna start with first and foremost what i call the start of the summer movies movies. that was with age of ultron the avengers have you seen it? I have. Okay. We will start... Right, you know what? I'll start first because my review is actually pretty short. It's... um, I can't compare it to the first one because... You know, with the first one, the first one brings that, holy crap, they actually got all these heroes on the same screen at once to really work, and there is this sort of magic and excitement of something really brand spanking new that you just you're just not gonna capture in in later on films, so we'll get that out the way. I'm not even gonna try to compare it to the first one. It's a good movie. If I was to rate it on a scale of one to ten I'd probably give it a seven and a half to eight mainly because it feels like this movie feels like it's a uh, it's like a it's in the middle of of pulling you to a larger story. which is fine, and I have no problem with that either. So, And because of that, I never thought that Ultron would ever really win, so I wasn't... In a way, Marvel almost sort of ruined it, because I know I've got the Infinity Wars coming up, and like, you know, another Captain America, another Iron Man, I mean, another Thor. So I sort of of figured that, okay, well, Ultron's definitely not going to win in this. I'm just sort of watching to see what what way he sort of goes down right which sort of took the drama out of it but thoroughly enjoyed it had a lot of fun with it and from watching it i really kind of hope that this does propel them to make another hulk movie because it seemed to lend itself especially with the end um
0: one with, because we haven't had a standalone Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo as the yeah,
1: Hulk. Yeah, yeah, not, not with Mark Ruffalo. I mean, and the one with Ed Norton, I thoroughly enjoyed because it finally really showed the Hulk um, kicking the shit out of something. But I right. think. Or
0: even a, a Hulk movie with Black Widow. Like, you know, right. she turned up in Winter Soldier. Um, But, you know, we're probably never going to get that standalone Black Widow movie. But I think, you know, one that kind of evolves her relationship with Bruce Banner would
1: be kind of nice to see as well. That's true. So overall, I said when I went there, I was insanely excited. It pretty much lived up to what I was kind of expecting and hoping for. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the the end, that end scene with Thanos saying he i guess i just got to do it myself i was like fuck yeah that was cool (laughs) um i I mean i was like i'm i guess what it did is this movie got me really excited for stage three so now i'm like all right let's get to this part and see you know what's you know how we build up to the two infinity wars movies because then that's when you know uh, shit's bound to hit the fan and, and and who knows what to do after that but it's 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 by time we by time we get to those movies so much more will have happened that i I mean i'm just excited to see what twists and turns are going to take place in all these other standalone movies you know building to that
0: right well i did the you know because i had kind of seen some of the Marvel movies and not others and kind of like had a a little backlog going on. So I just went and I took, I had a Marvel movie marathon over the weekend before I watched it. And I went through and watched everything, you know, Iron Man's the, the, the Captain America's Thor Thor two that I hadn't seen. Um, And the first Avengers, even though I had seen that one, but just to like kind of recap and catch up on the things that I Mm -hmm. had, and I and I tried to watch them in order because they are they do have a chronological order to them, right? Those movies, and then you know, like you have to watch you know this Iron Man before this Captain America, and like you know, then you have to watch Thor Thor, and go back to Iron Man, like that. like, Like you have to watch them in order to kind of keep the story going so I did that and it definitely helped a lot to you know because at the end of that last Iron Man movie like Tony's like seriously PTSDing and like if I hadn't known that I would have thought he was just being a dick mm-hmm. in, in, in uh, <laughs> Age of Ultron and so like it, it definitely was was helpful to go back and, and re- re up on some of that stuff. Um I liked it for the most part. I mean, it was a solid solid effort, very Josh Wiedney, um which I like, you know, the story kind of story heavy. It was definitely special effects heavy, but it wasn't at the sacrifice of the story. And I thought it was weird though that they made the um, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch be enhanced humans rather than mutants. So they're just going to not have mutants in this particular. I, I
1: think they can't actually use the word mutants.
0: They can't just say they were genetic. They, like that's weird. Marvel doesn't own the. I mean, like, well, because
1: I because they I I think it's because they since they had sold the X Men off to Fox and right. and Fox has got. I think Fox has got the rights to use, I believe, the word mutants. So, so like, I think literally now, you know, pe- well, obviously, when, when Marvel saw that they were going through their own financial difficulties. I, I think they just can't use the word mutants, so they just came up with enhanced or, or miracles, as they call no, them. No, they,
0: they were they were genetically enhanced through, you know, um, right a scientific program. Like they weren't just born yeah. that way. Yeah, they, they had right. to
1: they had to sort of finagle around it, you know.
0: Right. They're not Magneto's children. They're just at you
1: know, least not uh, not not this in- incarnation, you know. Right.
0: Which they, you know, and they were an interesting, you know, take on those characters. Having seen those characters in First Class and what they did with them there, um, and it was interesting that you know they they killed off quicksilver which maybe maybe not because you know they they have a really bad habit of bringing people back to life but it was kind of an interesting uh who's gonna die head fake where they set it up where you automatically just assume that hawkeye was gonna die right because <laughs> they start introducing his wife family and you're just like okay so hawkeye's gonna be our red shirt for this this installation
1: <laughs> exactly
0: like, he starts having stuff to live for. Like, you know he's going to die. Oh,
1: that's always the one that gets it.
0: Right. And they start, like, mysteriously putting him by himself in precarious positions. And you're just like, okay, Hawkeye's going to die. And then, you know, it, it was interesting that he set up this whole little side life that Hawkeye and Natasha have uh-huh. that... We haven't been previously privy to where he's, you know, where she's basically, you know, part of his family, you know, and she has a relationship with his wife and his kids. And, you know, they're that's like a whole new side life that we have no idea about these characters. And I thought that was an interesting and welcome choice. Um, and then I don't understand. Like, did you see, like, the the complaints that people were putting through about um her backstory being yeah.
1: introduced. I, I I I chose to ignore it because all. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Because all of the pseudo feminists out there who decided to rant and rave that oh so uh, because th- that they decided to make the fact that she they she couldn't have kids. They took that away from her and they made that sort of the, the big sacrifice there. And she can't just, you know, still be a woman. And, and
0: well, they were trying to make it seem like, cause she said, you know, they made me into a monster and they were trying to say that she was saying she was a monster because she couldn't have kids. And she was saying she was a monster because she killed people and didn't care.
1: Why? Right. Now, and, 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 but see, and the thing is, I'm like, so, I'm like, where are all you people raging over a real feminist woman issue, like say equal pay right? The fact that being a woman, you just don't get pay i mean to me it was like the most ridiculous thing to get angry about is a fake character in a movie uh some some you know some background tidbit, and that just has people in a froth. I'm like, really. Again, I don't know, maybe they wanted some Hulk babies. I, I mean, to, uh, again, so. is like that's the problem with Twitter and what? social media. Too many ignorant people have the opportunity to talk and put it out there, and the world becomes dumber fro- from it. So I-, I saw that, and I was like, uh, "I again." T- to me, it's like with most of the arguments and stuff that happens about movies, I'm like, unless it's a movie that's supposed to be about a real person's life and story it's fake now you can disagree on something and i'm like that's fine you can voice that you disagree with it but to get worked up to such a feverish level is absolutely asinine and ridiculous so i just ignored it i'm like i'm like fuck that i'm not even going to delve into all that ridiculousness
0: well, it's like all the people who complain about all like the rapey behavior in Game of Thrones. Right. But then right. those, I mean, if you're going to have any kind of show about a medieval-ish times, warring societies, things were rapey back then. And this, I mean, granted, this is fiction and it's a fictional universe, but it's depicting, you know, a, a realistic. Right depiction of when times were a little more barbaric than they are now and i'm sorry to say and it hurts your sensibilities that things were rapey back then but these same people don't have any qualms about random beheadings or the mountain ripping off that guy's head with his bare hands but they're gonna you know just clutch their pearls because this 15 year old girl gets raped and not have anything to say about the poisonings and the stabbings and the, the guy had molten gold poured over the top of his head. Like that show is intense in on a lot of levels. And I don't understand, you know, our willingness to accept some types of violence and not other types of violence. And sometimes it's types of sexuality and not other types of sexuality. It's like, it's all, you know, it's a fictional universe that somebody has created. And you can watch it or you cannot watch it. I don't understand why people feel the yeah, need. Exactly. Feel compelled to say, you need to change this because it offends me. No, you need to stop watching it because Just it
1: turn me. the channel.
0: And, uh, like, that same thing, you know, did you happen to catch the new Mad Max?
1: Oh, God, yes.
0: Yes, okay. Like, those same... People, I guess the the other side of it, the the crazy the the menists, <laughs> the <laughs> men's right activists flipped out flipped out over this movie. Like Don. Like, Wait, did they really? Flipped out over this movie. Absolutely flipped their shit over what, this movie. What did they say? Because they said it was propagating the feminist agenda and they, you know, because Mad Max and um Furiosa you know they saved each other more than him saving her, and they were like, "He's not even the main character of this movie. And It's a Mad Max movie, but he—it he, was the most Mad Maxy of Mad Max movies. It? Like, any... it fits so seamlessly into that franchise. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what
1: a- any dude that is out there ranting and raving about something like that is on his period. Obviously, were
0: like too, they were saying there were too many women, and yeah. the men were obviously they were you know they were." too strong and so it was and you know there were generations there were like the old women out in the desert and then the young women and then furiosa was trying to rescue them and the men were either the villains or you know obviously max and and uh, one war boy nux uh yeah nux who um Nicholas Holt was great in that. By the oh, way, yeah. like absolutely fantastic in, in that role. But they were just—they flipped out on like I couldn't believe how crazy. Like they were serious about how it was propagating the feminist agenda. I'm telling
1: you, I'm telling you, somebody needs to pull the plug on social media. Get rid. I mean, because it, it's it's ridiculous. I, I I'm gonna say this. You know, moving on to Mad Max, if I was to give that movie a rating. Probably a nine, nine and a half. I was like, this is pretty awesome. I, I, only thing that probably stops it from uh, ten is that there's part of me that is itching to know how uh, uh, Immortan Joe got into power.
0: Oh, right. I, I'm
1: kind of, I was watching, I was like. I've you know Ru- who
0: I think Immortan Joe is? Who? Rupert uh, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs>
1: I could buy that, right? I could Can't buy you that. Like
0: totally, fucking buy that. Yeah,
1: but there, there, there was just a part of me that was just so curious as to, man, I would love to know how the hell he got to power. He was
0: a dude that just had a bunch of money back in before the war, and like had you know had access to this water, and built himself up an empire. Like saw the end yeah. coming and built himself up an empire.
1: I guess he did. And well, it was
0: really interesting because it's you know all the Mad Max movies have. They're you know the first one is dealing with the collapse of society um and you know like just the, the very beginnings and it's mm-hmm. like this one man struggle to come to terms with with things then the second one is more like you know these roving gangs and things are still kind of it's all anarchy and then you know you have thunderdome the third one and it's you know auntie entity and she's trying to rebuild society in some way and create this working like barter town and now you have like this fourth one even though technically this fourth one isn't supposed to be a sequel they're all just sort of like tales in the lore of this character of max and they can be told really in any order but if you think about it in the order like this is the fourth one this is like kind of you know things have been gone to pot for quite some time now and now you have this megalomaniac who has taken this new society to the extreme of you know it's just sort of the the evolvement of of where things would go if if that were to happen
1: no that's true i
0: like that they can kind of you can kind of watch them in any order and max is just sort of this guy that floats through these movies and you know it's like the movies aren't necessarily from his perspective. It's like if somebody were telling a story about this mythological hero and what he came and did for them. Right. And he just sort of floats through as like this non-character.
1: I, 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 I'm i just going to, I mean, but just besides that one part, I, I thought, I thought the action was, was great. Uh, it, there, there's really is something about, how minimal the CGI was and just oh, wow. how practical a lot of that craziness was. And I was like,
0: it built all of that.
1: Yeah. I was like, that is um, th- amazing. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing.
0: Even the guitar that shot flame <laughs> was a work <laughs> guitar and a working flamethrower. I mean, it was just,
1: <laughs> it was just so nuts. I was like, this is so cool. I mean, and, and, And granted, the movie is basically just like a two-hour car chase.
0: It is a two-hour car chase. You know, but
1: it's... I don't know. There there was just something really cool. And obviously, Charlize Theron and Mm -hmm. and Hardy, I mean, you got to have the right people up there in those two spots. And you've got to have just a cool bad guy. And obviously you know, the Emberton Joe and, and, and all the other crazies. I mean, it was, I was just watching it and I was just like, this is so fucking cool. And sometimes, you know, sometimes movies that, you know, try to be simple, don't quite catch it, you know, but this one, which, I mean, let's face it, doesn't really have a whole lot of plot or anything else to it. It just kind of caught something that was just cool about it. And I was, and it just had me interested as to what the hell's going to happen next, you know. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was definitely, you know, both of the movies were definitely worth paying, you know, the the full, you know, evening price for, you know. I easily it, it, they they both were were money um money's well spent, I would say.
0: Yeah, I saw it twice. Oh, really? <laughs> I did. It was so good.
1: I've been meaning to see it again. I, I just haven't quite just I, – I haven't really had time to just run out there. But I told myself after seeing it, the first time I'm like, you know what? I got to come back and check this out a second time.
0: I wanted to see it again because so, I was so you – know you're your following oh, yeah. this craziness. And I wanted to kind of really catch the details that I might have missed, like soak in the scenery a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, it yeah. was –
0: it was crazy <laughs> like, how much detail and thought and energy and effort went into that movie. What? I watched I went and saw Tomorrowland because that was the only other thing out other than Pitch Perfect 2, which was weirdly enough, the number one movie in the country for the past couple of weeks, even with, you know, Avengers and Mad Max still both out. Um, but what? Tomorrowland yeah. was awful. And I was really disappointed. I, I've, been, I've seen the trailer and I was like, oh, I think that might be cool. It could have been. And, and you know, it kind of, you know, it's one of those things where it, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit because, you know, it's you have so many movies that are out and coming out that are sequels and prequels and. Um, you know, franchise movies and, you know, comic book movies based on books, based, like, not original as a movie. Right. Movie. Everything's a sequel. Everything's a, you know derivative of something else and this was probably the one movie that's out right now that's none of those things granted it's got some recognition because Disney slapped the Tomorrowland name on it to use you know to tie into their theme park situation but it's still it's like Pirates of the Caribbean where it's based on a ride it's not like it was based on a story that everybody already kind of knew it was a it was a new story at the time and it just I don't know it was just something about the writing was really it was night. Nice. It was like a Disney Channel movie, like a Disney Channel cable movie. Mm-hmm. The writing, you know, you know the the actors were great, but they could only do what they could do. With the writing it was just very schmaltzy, overly simplistic views of the world, kind of thing. And then they also had this kind of weirdness in it, where um, George Clooney plays this guy who goes to Tomorrowland when he's a kid. And, you know, I heard he's not even in the
1: movie all that much.
0: He's in the movie the second half. Like, oh, Okay, is the second second half girl. Mm. He's actually okay. He's in it in the beginning because he's like the narrator. But um, then it goes into her story and leading up to how she meets him. Right. Girl. And so then, from once she meets him, then he's in it the rest of the way. And they kind of give him his little back. Like, he gets his little backstory right away in the beginning when he's a kid. So Clooney, the actor, has probably not as much screen time as you would expect Clooney, the actor, but the character is in a pretty good part of the movie. Uh. Um, but it's they have this weirdness because I'm going to give away a little bit of the plot because the weirdness. He goes to Tomorrowland when he's a kid. He's like 11, right. and he meets this girl who's a recruiter for Tomorrowland, and he falls in love with her. She's like the same age as him, and then it cuts to you know it's like however many years later, and he's an adult now, and he find. i mean we come to find out that that girl was actually a robot so she's still like 11 years old right so you have like this weird pedo vibe between them which you know they did everything they could to walk that line between you know to not make it weird Mm -hmm. with but it was still weird
1: Weird. that's a shame that's a shame
0: like, it was just, like, it just was weird. <laughs> like,
1: That's a shame that you know, the movie's not that good, though.
0: Yeah, and it could have been, and it, they wasted so much time having to build the world and character building that we, you know, you got to the plot really late and it dragged in places to yeah. get to the plot. And so I felt like, possibly, if it had been an animated movie, you know, maybe as an audience, because you know when you're watching an animated movie, you just sort of go with the flow a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like things happen, and you're just like, "Fuck it, it's it's a cartoon. It's like whatever." Mm-hmm. But when it's a live action movie, they feel the need to justify more yeah. and and make things make more sense in a you know laws of physics, laws of nature kind of standpoint. Right. And so they they felt the need to kind of over explain things. Oh, that sucks and that made the movie drag a bit. But I mean, if it was a Saturday and I was sick and I was home and it's on like TNT New Classics, I might watch it again. It's kind of like Jumanji like that, but I think Jumanji's a better movie. Mm. But it it's definitely I was disappointed that I spent full price Oof. ticket price on. Yeah. But I was in Wilmington, North Carolina, so full price ticket price is only like
1: 8 bucks. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: That's a full price. That's not even matinee over here, man.
0: I know, I know. It's God. like
1: Matinee's to like ten dollars or some ridiculousness. Oh Yeah,
0: so I mean I can't complain too much because if I was in LA and I paid that thirteen, fourteen no, no, dollars. No 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 no
1: no no fifteen. Hot. Fifteen.
0: It's fifteen now? Yeah. uh, I would have been hot.
1: Yeah. That's I just- would've asked
0: for my money back. For I- real. I would have went to that desk and <laughs> listen listened.
1: You've been like, nah, bro. Refund.
0: <laughs> Y'all better give me a voucher, cause I, cause <laughs> no, I'll come back and see Jurassic Park. Uh,
1: I did see actually. I lie. I did see one movie in April. I did see uh Monsters Dark Continent, the, the sequel to the that Monsters movie, in uh, that came out in 2010. That was directed by Gareth Edwards. Did you? Ever, know that movie. Did you ever see that? No. Go see that first one, Monsters, uh-huh. which is a uh, you know it's a story about now there are actual aliens living on Earth, and they're monsters, and they sort of live in their own like monster quarantine zone. And uh, I believe it's, District it's nine. What's that?
0: It's like District Nine.
1: It'll, it, I yeah. It reminds of me of District Nine because it has a very real feel to it like like no 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 this is this is real shit this is not i'm not watching a movie i'm like oh
0: in, in well, other I words use real footage of these no animals. no no
1: no no it's not a found footage thing when i say real is when, when when i'm watching even though you don't you don't see a whole lot of monsters you really only get your really best look till the very end but the very threat and the presence feels so real and everywhere. I mean, it's done really well. I was watching it and I was like, I haven't seen a monster yet, but Holy shit, this feels kind of intense watching right. this. And so all of a sudden I see that there's, you know, a, a sequel out. I
0: well, don't know if that came out. Did it go straight to video?
1: I believe it did. Okay. Because uh, I saw this, uh, at home by uh, <clears throat> special means. Okay. So I'm watching it and I said, what? I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It All of a sudden this turned into this. It was like this war movie. It, Needless to say, it's not good. It is <laughs> by far insanely too long. I was uh, like, "God, oh, Jesus. I'm bored. The first one way more interesting. I mean, the two characters there you, you get in i highly suggest see monsters have Dol- some really nice fi- uh poster work and
0: uh just the uh, the art the the art for this film
1: yeah see the first one do not even bother with the uh the second one the, that that second one is is some bullshit right there <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, uh, that's that's some bullshit.
0: We need to get like a movie scale that we on <laughs> <laughs>
1: also so that's some bullshit right there
0: that's some bullshit right there tomorrowland that's some
1: that's some bullshit right there yeah okay tomorrowland fits onto that some bullshit too yeah
0: yeah it really did i was really i was really irritated because i didn't want george clooney to be a pedophile and it was weird because also george clooney specifically doesn't necessarily belong in that world i didn't buy him as you know a doc brown type you Mm. know conspiracy theory disgruntled cynical scientist type right like i just he's george clooney you know everything goes his way cool epitome wearing a suit robbing casinos type like i just couldn't uh, it just didn't work for me the kid though that they got to play him as a little kid really looked a lot like him like it was weird. Like I wonder if he was related to that kid.
1: Like a nephew or something.
0: Yeah, like he definitely was really good in that role. The, I mean, all the actors were good. It was just and it had like a weird men in black type feel to it but not it didn't commit to it mm. enough the the to the silliness like if it had co- maybe committed it was like trying to walk this weird line between being over the top with like the men in black, you know the world's going to end but it you know it's going to be okay in the end to where this movie was like, you know, also had that, you know, political uh save the earth And we all just try a little harder, you know, everything will be all right, kumbaya, fix right. and message and it was it was just i i think it was just not sure what it wanted to be Mm-hmm. But it was overly confident of what it wanted to accomplish. Like, it wanted to be inspiring, and it was forced. And a lot of things were kind of ham-handed. Yeah. Like, very, it was very ham-fisted in, in its message. You know, and in the dialogue, like, the characters are saying things that are meant to be inspiring. And I think they would be inspiring if you were 11 years old. Which is fine. It's just... I didn't understand that like the main character, the girl's like 17 or 18 and then George Clooney is the other main character. So if you're having a movie that's aimed at kids, it didn't really have any kids in it. And I know that movies, and I think that's why it would probably have a hard time finding a target audience as well, because they don't really have anyone to relate to necessarily. That's a shame because it was too, it was a movie that felt too young for someone as old as I am. But the actors are too old for somebody younger than me right. for them to relate to.
1: That's a shame because, I mean, I like George, as you know.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. George the
1: man. man. He's a- I,
0: I, and, and-, and he was great in it. And I just didn't want to see him and feel yeah. weird, like feel like a weird pedo vibe. Like that made me angry because George is our patron saint and all. And I felt like he was misused in, in that way.
1: I'm going to need to have to talk to Disney and be like, yo, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, you're going to have to talk to Disney. And and George's reps are going to have to be like, listen, that can't happen.
1: You can't disrespect George like that. No, no.
0: You can't put him in that kind of position where he's holding this girl in his arms and looking at her longingly. And he's like 50 something and she's like 11.
1: Yeah. See, see what happened was.
0: What happened, was, what
1: happened was, see, George was supposed to call me and send me the script. And if I had read that bullshit, I yep. said, nah, son, no. That's a bad look, George. Bad and look.
0: Maybe he's, you know, she's a robot. So it was like, oh, she's a robot. It's still,
1: fine. Still. But still.
0: the thing is, it's like they went out of their way to make that be a choice that they made. And it wasn't necessary because this is why it made me mad. Okay. And I'm just gonna just spill some some beans. I, right? I don't
1: care. Go ahead. I ain't seen it.
0: He was in Tomorrowland. He got there. He was like 11. Okay. Uh-huh. He got there. It was like 1960 something. It was like 1964. He got to Tomorrowland. They said he got kicked out of Tomorrowland in 1985. Okay. 1985 so that means he had been in Tomorrowland for two decades so obviously he had figured out over these 20 years that this girl was a robot and had ample time to get over it and you know whatever reason he got he got kicked out of Tomorrowland for for you know whatever reason but it had nothing really to do with her but the fact that here it is now 20 years, 30 years after that And they're still trying to shoehorn in his unrequited love for this robot girl where he should have been over that like 30 – like in 1985, he should have been over that at least 15 years. You would think. Because they showed her in 1985. She's still 11. He's like 30 in 1985 in this movie. So – they could have shown him like treating her like a daughter at this point, you know, because he's getting older and she's not. And instead they chose to then jump to he's in his fifties and he's still harboring this anger towards her because he fell in love with her and she was a robot. And I'm like, that's some bullshit right there.
1: (laughs) That's some bullshit right there. Mm -mm. It
0: really, really was like, they didn't need to go that route. Anyways, okay.
1: (laughs) Listen, when George calls, we will tell him all about this. Like, listen, George. You done fucked up. But it's okay. It's okay. You can work your way back from this.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got all the charisma and, and likability that a George Clooney can have. They just didn't need to make him still be angry at her for this perceived transgression that he literally should have been over well over 40 years
1: ago (laughs) 40 years ago
0: (laughs) you know what i'm saying
1: oh that's crazy
0: i don't know anybody that i've ever ever loved that i would still be mad at them 40 40 years later for something that wasn't even in their control
1: that's true that, that that you have to be one bitter ass person there, bro. right as anger
0: that is some just
1: that is that, anger
0: that's pathological like you need medication
1: seriously so uh are you going to go see uh that uh poltergeist remake
0: i guess
1: i'm gonna tell you straight up no <laughs> i'm gonna tell you straight up no <laughs> <laughs> I, because, because uh, besides the fact that I saw the original, so I know the deal. Oh, I, yeah. I know it's it's built on an ancient Indian burial site. I know that the girl gets taken and talks no, with no, the TV. No. Was it
0: an ancient? It was two things. It was an ancient Indian burial Barrel ground, site. but it was also a cemetery. A, regu- a regular, well, it was
1: an a Indian uh, cemetery, burial ground, whatever it was. No, no,
0: no. it was two. It was two cemeteries. It was an ancient Indian burial ground, and then it was also a white people cemetery that they relocated and they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the body. Oh, that's right,
1: that's right. They just removed the headstones. Yeah. So I, I know she gets taken in. She's in the TV. They go to the closet. They pull her ass out, and then the they go. The kid
0: inexplicably has a weird ass clown doll that I would never give to one of my kids ever. Ever.
1: So. And the problem that has always happened for me with lots, with I would say 95% of scary movies, is this movie should not be this long. How this long? movie should be five, 10 minutes. <laughs> Tops. Because, again, and maybe this is just me, but once, what? Reckon, was it Spielberg? The first one? Hmm, That's a good question. Well, well, we have to put our crack research team to start to research that one.
0: All right, let me give me, give me a second. Got you.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is once the bullshit starts and bullshit starts happening even before they smash the child, mm-hmm. I'm like, we are out of there. This movie is <laughs> done.
0: Oh, fuck. Oh, what? what? In the first one, the parents were smoking a whole lot of weed. So I feel like that was how they justified why they were
1: kind of rolling with the flow. I don't know. I don't know how weed affects everybody. I don't think it affects everybody that much differently.
0: like when the chairs were stacking themselves up but still like she put the little girl on the floor and she like slid across the floor to the other side and the mom was like cracking up like they had just like smoked like a huge joint
1: Listen,
0: (laughs) the scene before from what
1: I remember smoking (laughs) weed would have felt like if I had seen that shit I might not have freaked out but I definitely would have said okay something is wrong here
0: okay Spielberg wrote it but he didn't direct it okay
1: See, I'm, like, these hard... I'm like, no, so, we are out. Peace. <laughs> you can keep this fucking house gone.
0: <laughs> well, also, too, in the original, the dad worked for the development company that was building those houses, so they. it wasn't like they had bought this house. It was like that was part of his job, too. Even easier.
1: I didn't even pay for this bitch. I'm walking away <laughs> scot-free. Scot-free. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean... I I I watched one of the Insidious movies, and I said...
0: That was a good movie, the first one.
1: I said, why the
0: fuck are they hanging around with this shit? Because they didn't know. It was only Ethan Hawke. He was the only... Oh, no, Insidious. I'm thinking of
1: Sinister. Right, like, right, right. She- different. I was like, no, we are gone. Oh, lady, no, no.
0: Insidious, though, was different because it was haunting the family. It didn't matter where
1: they went. It wasn't the house. Oh, no, no, no. I, when I'm saying gone, like, oh, well, y- y- you're going to have to live here by yourself. No. I'm oh, gonna like stay with you.
0: Kids, like, be like, peace out, yes. husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are getting a divorce. See ya. I'm sorry. <laughs> those, are,
0: those are, were those terms in your, your prenuptial That's agreement? I'm saying. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he, he's acting all ghostly and weird and shit. Nope. Sorry. Nope. Sorry. Like,
0: what was that one? Um, paranormal activity. If oh, in start that. If you acting that. ghostly, we're getting a
1: divorce. <laughs> <laughs> hey paranormal activity i'm like Mm-mm. i even if even i i i'll say this watching the movie collection thoughts done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously i'll say this watching the movie say if i could have made it through the first couple of weird shits that happened when it got to that one part where uh i think he he like booby trapped or he like put powder down or whatever mm-hmm. and you saw those like hoof prints <laughs> so, yeah. oh hoof done footprints. oh out i'm out i am gone see ya nope i got satan's hooves in my room no no gotta go no peace Uh, so what are we
0: looking forward to the stuff that's coming out
1: oh i don't uh let me see i was thinking maybe and this is a maybe one matinee day uh, seeing San Andreas, and that's a big maybe.
0: It's gonna be. You gotta see it on a matinee. You gotta see it.
1: Oh, I mean, oh no, no, I'm not seeing it at, at night. I'm not paying no. No, full no, no price I'm saying you
0: it. have to see it in general, and you it it probably needs to be a matinee because yeah,
1: it would have to be. So there was that, but I mean, and Jurassic Park, the, yeah, Jurassic World, and uh, the Pixar movie ins Inside Out.
0: Yeah, isn't that just like you remember that show Herman's Head?
1: Oh wow, yeah, God, that was a weird. while ago.
0: It's so weird.
1: So I mean, those two coming next month. Well, next month. Oh, being and, like, and Pixels. When does Pixels come out? I, I don't have an interest in Pixels, man. It's a
0: weirdness because it's a Futurama episode. Do you remember that episode? No. It was a Futurama episode. There's just
1: something no. about. Uh,
0: where the professor created, like, this machine where you could see, like, the what-if, what-if okay. a machine or whatever. Yeah. Where you, could, you could ask any question and see what happened, and Fry said, what if video games are real? And the aliens from, um, from Omicron, Percy, I ate, created this video game <laughs> based off of a satellite signal of video games and Fry was the only one because they were all like right like Centipede and, and Pac Man and stuff and Donkey Kong and Fry was the only one that could help that beat him master of the video games from, now from that, the
1: 80s. Now, now, now that comes out in July. Yes. But see the problem is though in July you've got the the next Terminator movie
0: mm-hmm. which
1: it looks like it could be a train yes. wreck but, Those
0: menace are bitching about that too, man. But
1: maybe it'll be a beautiful train wreck. I don't know. But that's one I'm afraid I'm I'm gonna have to go see in the day because it scares me too much to pay full price for that one. Why do
0: you think it's gonna be a train wreck?
1: Oh man, I one of the trailers like gave away what I guess was supposed to be the twist. Like, have you seen it?
0: I didn't know there I didn't I mean, I know the twist is, but I didn't know okay. what that was I thought that was the jumping off point of the movie is that, you know, they sent back a Terminator and to kill.
1: No, uh, that's not even weeks. it. That's not even and it. So
0: They sent back a Terminator back to when Sarah Connor was a kid to train her. Right. But
1: that's not even, that's not even what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, okay. There See, was another twist. Yeah,
1: you haven't seen that. There's this one trailer out there, which gives away this other thing. I was like, holy shit. Are you sure you want to show this? Maybe I you do. It, I'm not even I'm not going to say it. Perhaps maybe, you should. Maybe you'll see it and then watch for yourself. And it's like, what the fuck? I <laughs> would leave it at that.
0: You're just going to leave it like that?
1: What I I mean okay, okay. To all of our listeners out there who who want to be pleasantly surprised going in to see Terminator Genesis, just stop listening. Fast forward over
0: this part. Just play some Jeopardy. Fast music. forward
1: ten minutes or something like that, because right now, spoiler alert, I'm about to give away what seems to be the twist in Terminator Genesis. Your last chance. Spoiler alert. Okay, in one of the trailers, it shows that um um. Uh, Oh Jesus Christ! What's the name of the kid again? Um, John. Well, well he's not a kid. Je ja- John Connor. John Connor's a fucking Terminator. What? Yes, he's a Terminator. He's half man, half machine. How is that even possible? I don't know, but when they showed and he was doing the shit, I was like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "Holy fuck!" You've just given away what probably was supposed to be the oh fuck moment. You've just shown it on TV. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I forget what trailer it's in. Number three or four or something like that. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a train wreck.
0: See, and this is definitely the summer of sequels. And here we have, you know, the San Andreas, which is another original movie and it looks like a
1: pile of. Right. But again, in July, you've got. The The Terminator movie. Then you have the Minions movie, which I'm absolutely going to see.
0: Yeah, I'll probably go see that. And then
1: you've got Ant Man. You've got the Mr. Holmes movie, which I want to see. And then you have, like I said, there's Pixels, and then you've got uh, Mission Impossible. They didn't
0: made another Mission Impossible. Was that? I didn't realize they they were making.
1: Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. And then you have the another movie, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, which I I want to see is interesting, Southpaw.
0: Oh, yeah, the boxing movie.
1: So, and with pixels in there, I'm like, I'm like I don't know, man. Uh,
0: I'm probably not going to go see that because I'm not a huge fan of those Adam Sandler movies.
1: That's from i And it's
0: a rip-off of a Futurama episode, so. What? It's,
1: yeah, so that's why I'm like, yeah, pixels probably not, you know. Probably not. Not going to make the cut. No. No.
0: So any any industry news going on
1: with you? Uh, uh. Nothing huge. Was just working uh last weekend uh with some people on an indie project that they're doing. A little short film. So, I mean, it, it was cool. It was fun to get back to working for a little bit. Um, besides that, it's been... It's been... It's been kind of... It's been pretty cold out there. Nothing... Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm out there. I'm, I'm like, looking on different, like... Uh, actors access stuff and, you know, seeing what, and it's, it's all like, I shouldn't say there's this, that there's ever anything that's like not worth your time. That's really the wrong way to do it. You know what I mean? it's
0: not paying you any money.
1: But I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, is just paying like, uh, you know, a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. Right. And, you know, I don't know, there's not, there just isn't, at least to me, there isn't a whole lot of work out there that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll skip a day or two from work, because it, 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 I'd end up losing money. Right. So, at least in my world, to do stuff that actually I'm not going to end up in the negative, there's really not a whole lot of that, and so even when you do like, you know, a, a put in for it and see what happens, I mean i'm sure they go with somebody else so it it's just and then forget about trying to get back into working like you know working with say a production company or whatever whatever yeah i mean it would take somebody that i know who can you know put me in the right position for the right pay because there's like going on entertainment careers i mean there's just a it's a shit ton of you know be it assistant positions or something like that, that pay like 500 a week, you know. And I'm like, you must be out of your mind.
0: Right. Uh, there's
1: no way I, I mean, I get almost, I get more than double that right now at work a week. So there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm going to take more than half off <laughs> out of your fucking mind. I got bills to pay.
0: Right. Well, here they're having some talks about um, reducing or capping the film incentive, So everybody's kind of collectively holding their breaths right now. Um, there's a bill in the House, uh, House Bill 829, that um, was heard on the 18th. And I think it uh, it was approved and now it's going to the Senate Finance Committee for another hearing. But, you know, they want to cap.
1: Did they say the- why?
0: Well, they're saying that the film industry, the money that they're spending on the film industry is not getting the returns that they had hoped. I see. But they're also not taking into account the people who have like they're looking at the numbers of the money that's come in and the jobs that are created while the films are here and that as it. That's it. But they're not looking at the numbers of, you know, the people who have moved here and who work other jobs and who pay sales tax and who buy stuff and who rent and who bought homes and the people who've, you know, rely like all of that revenue isn't hasn't been taken into account. It's just they're seeing all this money going away off the top and they want to get rid of it. And like all the tourists who've come here. To see these places that these movies have been filmed, like the boom in the tourist industry has really been, you know, because of the film industry. And so I think it's just kind of a short-sighted. And then they're building studios that are just going to be vacant at this point if the film industry goes away. Like, I don't uh-huh, understand. Oh, that, that they're, sucks. They're creating all this infrastructure and then they're trying to kill the industry that the infrastructure is being put in place for. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that's kind of what happened in L.A., you know, where they just took the film industry for granted and kind of legislated their way out of it. And now they're trying to get the industry back and, you know, offer incentives because they have just assumed that people would always film in L.A. forever and took it for granted. You know, it's so hard to get permits. It's so hard to to cut through all that red tape there that you know they just made it impossible to as a young you know as a starting out filmmaker to do anything in LA yeah and so we'll see what happens with that that's coming up in the near future um but yeah I mean things are just sort of up in the air I know uh Mark and I are looking at possibly moving to Atlanta before because you know we were planning on coming back to LA right as our as our next stop from here but he he just came from there and there's just like really nothing going on oh he was out here Yeah, he he was out there um, the beginning of the month.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, obviously when, you know, when one says there's nothing going on, it, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's done in the caveat in terms of, in terms of, if, in in other words, if you already have, I'll, I'll say this, if you, if, obviously if you're already working on a show or if you work within the corporate office for these networks or somebody's cable channels. Well then, okay. Yeah. You're, you're working, you're, you're keeping busy that way. Mm -hmm. But me, like me personally, I don't want that office job, you know?
0: Right. I don't want to do that again for sure. Exactly.
1: And you know, if, if I was to have any type of office job, it would be, I'd have to be in, in a sort of, uh, of, of, producer creative producer type of role to where you're getting more hands-on you know with the show not some sort of you know just number cruncher pencil pusher type of deal you know what i mean yeah and and also and obviously you know the acting thing it's 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 slow there in the sense of it's just like you know it's just so hard to get into that um to come in for the casting for, for some of this stuff. Cause obviously the big things that they're only, you know, only if you have that, that agent that can, that has that contact to, to put you in for that and all the other smaller stuff, like I said, is that they're just not paying anything that's worth me going out for. I'm just losing money, you know, sitting there on set. So, so I can understand when he's out there and he's like, there's just nothing happening. Cause it's, it's, like new stuff, but new stuff that's that's going to pay you something decent is it, it's 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 hard to come by. And know.
0: right now, it's so high.
1: It, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of the indie internet stuff, which is cool. But see that indie internet stuff is cool and works for you if if you're. A, one already based out here, but then number two is if working that day or two on there, in other words, if you can take the loss working on it, you know what, right. if you can sort of see that doing it is going to work out better for you, that maybe they'll, you know, bring you on to work more, you can take the loss of maybe just getting paid like a 100 bucks for being there all day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So f- for that sort of stuff, you got to sort of, you know, pick and really pick and choose if it's kind of i it's weird it's slowly but surely like going through all this stuff i've realized that a lot of the and i think back like a lot of the things that i just went for and applied for and just took like when i first got out here in 05 like 10 years ago i i can't even give a second thought to now yeah because well mainly mainly because it's just the the financial responsibilities are just like they they're just bigger like if i could do everything over again i probably would have literally literally right after college i probably would have moved out here because i would have i could have used that extra time to try to try and build up a an even bigger network of people to hopefully can who could hopefully keep me employed you know what i'm saying right because unfortunately since i'm not since none of us are like from out here we you know n- none of us will have the luxury of like being able to stay home with parents and thereby negating the monetary uh, impetus that we all have of like how am i going to pay rent how am i right. going to make this car payment like if 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 all of us could have slashed that you know, coming out here whenever
0: had that kind of freedom.
1: Well, see with that kind of freedom, like my ten years out here, I could have gotten the work of like being out here for twenty years because I could take everything then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I like, don't know. It's I was like interested. you could do the same thing as well. You know, when you have that part gone, you can you can just take whatever comes your way. You're like, I'm I'm going to do that, do that, do that. I mean, do it all. You know, and it's it's just weird now. It's like everything you know now that you you know you have to pay this and that and you've got this and that then
0: all these obligations of adulthood
1: you know what i'm saying then all the things that are out there which you would normally just do for the fuck of it because you're like i'll just take the experience you're like oh, i i just can't it's like are, are you kidding me i'm gonna fucking put myself in such a hole it's 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 so weird when all of a sudden you just kind of realize that oh shit i can't even i'm like this this looks like easy and cool i'm like if i do that uh, i'm I'm going to be in the negative like $600 just from like taking off work or, or something. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and once that realization hits, it's like, whoa, that's a little different, you know, it, cause I don't know. It's, it's almost sort of weird how you, how you then have to change your mindset. So, I mean, I understand and I would, I would tell you in a second, you know, coming back out here.
0: Well, I'm looking into getting into the art department and possibly joining IOTC, the, that, yeah. union. and, you know, working where I work at the, the, you know, the float company. And with the people that I work with, you know, they work on movies and they make so much money, you know, at a time working on these movies and just getting a good portfolio and, you know, under my belt. I would consider moving back to LA at that point if, you know, then I could work in art department anywhere, you know, it's just a matter of kind of, I was reluctant to go that route for a while because, of course, you know, I don't want, I didn't want that to be a thing that cost me roles. Yeah. Like that's the thing about stunt work is, you know, there aren't very many stunt women who are my size and who look like me and who are, you know, mm-hmm. black women and they're you know, 20s to 30s and the thing is if they have two people that they can cast for a movie and they need a stunt person and it's like you know they have two women and one of them is me I don't want to lose out on the role because they need me as the stunt double right? like I never wanted to like I would do I'll do stand in work because that's technically crew you mm-hmm. know I'll, I'll but I don't want to double anybody unless it's somebody who I would have never been up for that role ever. Like in NCIS, you know, CCH, Pounder, I could be her stunt double and I have no problem with that. Right, But I, I don't want to lose out on a role because I'm working as a stunt double. Like I just – that's – you know, those people who do that as their career, you know, kudos to them and that's, that's amazing and they do amazing work. And I really feel like it's weird that they're not recognized for that as, you know – like, with the Oscars, like, there's no Oscar for stunts, and that's bizarre to me. That's, but,
1: yeah, now that you're thinking about it, I'm like, that is bullshit.
0: Yeah, you get one for sound mixing, but you're not going to get one for stunts? Like, what's that about? Um, So I think the Academy really needs to look into that. Thatness. Because <laughs> that's some bullshit right there. But I feel like, you know, I am an actor primarily, and... S- Dunts is like I can do endy stuff like your you know your basic falls and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people like those people spend years training and going to classes and working on their skill set, just like any actor spends years training and working on their skill set. And so I also don't want to necessarily kind of take jobs away from somebody who's working towards that as their ultimate goal as just sort of a stepping stone job. If I get one, I'm not gonna say no. Right. But I don't want to be like. I just. That's not my focus in stunts because I'm not trying to, you know, be a stunt person as my profession. You know what I'm saying? But I, art department stuff is a thing that I can do and I have done and I'm good at it and make mm-hmm. a lot of money. <laughs> so if I have to go that route for a while while I'm out here, I'd be more willing to do that. I mean, the hell yeah. pay the dues Their you know? their dues and their unions way more expensive than ours. But
1: I mean, Hey, listen, it, it, cause if, as long as if you can get into the union and then hopefully, you know, after doing whatever, however much work, wherever you are, you know, if, if you could, you know, hopefully, if if one if that's that person that you've been working with somewhere, you know, is back out in LA and can say, oh, I'll bring, I'll bring her on as part of my crew, you know, because because again, you know, I you know, it it just sucks to have to fight with everybody else that's on the union list, you know, right. that they go through, you know, because, you mean, you just, you mean whenever you have to fight with people with God knows how much more experience that's where you really sort of need that person that at least knows you
0: and, yeah.
1: and knows the work that, that you do
0: it's the same as here I mean it's the same yeah. as being an actor it's all about who you know
1: yeah and I mean it, it's you know as you know we all complain it, it it's a bullshit sort of thing but you know it's unfortunately it's just sort of the way that it is you know and you just, you just try to work around it the best you can. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of, it's sort of weird how. Um, I think the one thing that, I won't say is, it's not shocking. But when I've stopped and sort of look at it for a little bit from the outside, it's um, it's like um, I have a LinkedIn account as I think, a lot of people do. But I and I've sort of I'm, I'm linked in with some people I've worked on some shows with and it's kind of weird how sometimes when when people when they update it and I just sort of see how they they bounce around from show to show and mm-hmm. it's like this for two years this for a year this for three years another year six and I, and I sit back and I'm like I'm thinking damn I couldn't do that now like that just one year, two year, one year, two year with, you know, however much space in between, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I don't, I couldn't bounce around like that now, you know? But then I'm, I'm looking at my resume from before and I'm like, Jesus, it's just full with that shit. You know, (laughs) I'm just one year here, two years here, you know, however many months here. And I was like, wow, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. And, and, And I just remember having conversations with people like drivers and, and they talk about, they've been doing this for 30, 40 years and they still work in transportation driving, you know, and they still have the same and they still, you know, complain talk about, you know, the pay and this and that and the other. And I'm like, I'm like, God damn, son. I, I don't know if people just get comfortable where they're at or I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think so yeah I think it's easier like momentum is hard like it's easier to not change anything
1: that's true I mean it's like I don't know some of that stuff is just it's it's kind of weird it's um, I mean hey I wish them all the best that's for sure you know
0: God but. bless them, everyone. Seriously. <laughs> Why do we always have to end the show on a downer, man? Okay. So I forgot to say I also saw what we do in the shadows.
1: <laughs> what we do in the shadows.
0: Which was um it's from uh Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Oh yes. Yes. It was um it was pretty funny. Like it was a pretty funny it was like a documentary about these vampires. Mm-hmm done in the you know the spinal tap, tap documentary style but these people are actually vampires and they're just like they're roommates and they're living their life and they are ridiculously awkward roommates <laughs> and it's pretty funny I definitely recommend it it had a limited release in the United States Um, so it should be coming out on video pretty soon here mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth a watch
1: what we do in the shadows yeah I'm gonna find that
0: it's worth a gander
1: I'm gonna find that one.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious.
1: I hope they come back with another season of Fly of the Concords, though. I got to be honest.
0: It's I think it was just it, you know it was just too hard. Um, because they're basically writing episodes and an album at the same time. You know? Yeah, like, the first season was already pre-established tested music that they wrote these episodes around so then the second season they had to then come up with new music and episodes and to do both of those things like both of those things is a full-time job and to do them simultaneously i think is they did admirable for but i don't think they they wanted to to try to do that for a third season it was just too much so if they come out with another album and then maybe another season that would be delightful, but I won't be mad at them if they don't.
1: Well, I'll hope. I'll keep my fingers crossed.
0: Keep, I'll keep hope alive, Don.
1: Up <laughs> <laughs> with hope, down with dope.
0: Down with dope. But in the meantime, what we do in the shadows is really funny and worth a watch.
1: You hear that, people? You hear that, Turkey? <laughs> I want that country to make that number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. sir so, get on it. Get, get on
1: it. it. Get on it.
0: Oh, and speaking of um, the movie that I worked on. Uh, yes, Return- please. Sender, self-promote.
1: Finally.
0: Well, no, that movie is finally, you know, it had a, a release in Europe, and I think it just went maybe straight to Redbox here.
1: What's the name of it again?
0: Return to Sender. Mm-hmm. It's another, it's Rosamund Pike, but I think, you know, the problem with having a wide U.S. release was it's, her character was very similar to Gone Girl, which was just like this hit smash phenomenon of a movie oh, yeah. and they didn't want to follow it up with like kind of a very similar character yeah, with a yeah. smaller budget and no Ben Affleck kind of thing but um, I don't even know if I've been cut out or not I'd have to I'd have to watch it and see if I've been cut so
1: okay well listen
0: but it's out it's out there it's indeed.
1: out everybody check it out give us a name again
0: Return to Sender
1: Return to Sender I believe uh, Sheree's character is the killer, <laughs> so <laughs> so we're gonna root for the bad guy or bad girl in this one. Wait, you're not the killer.
0: I can't give that away. Oh,
1: oh, oh see, <laughs> she could be the killer. Mmm, interesting. See, now we gotta watch. Everybody's right. gotta watch. Now, now we gotta watch.
0: See? Or I could not be in it at all.
1: Don't we'll say see. that. Don't say that. We'll
0: see how it goes. Don't, I don't say know. that. We'll see how the edit goes.
1: We are counting on you being in that final cut. All right. All Making right? that cut. That's, that's, that's how it is. So, of course, we want to thank our tens of listeners uh, for, for sticking around with us. Um, of course, we, we, we we'll never forget about you guys. It might take us a little while, but, you know, hey, listen. Life comes at you sometimes. And so, you know, but we always make sure to bring you an episode, to bring you something at least once a month. And uh, so you can definitely look forward to another one coming up very shortly once we get in some of the good movies of July. Um, Again, you can always find previous episodes. You can find us on iTunes. We're on Hipcast. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. You know, just... Just look for TCAD, T-C-A-D, or Theatrical Conjecture and Dissertation. We'll be on there. Uh, check them out. Download them. Link to them. Just have a ball. Have fun with them. Uh, you can always email us. Uh, we have an email. Uh, TCADpodcast at gmail.com. You can always go to our Facebook page, uh, fa- uh, www.facebook.com slash TCAD. Pod- TCADpodcast. podcast. sorry. And then you can, you know, leave us messages or likes or whatever you want on there. Uh, you, can you can always call us. Say Yes, you can call us. And what is that number they can call us at, Sheree? Uh,
0: it's 504-345-9344.
1: Boom. Give us a call. Say whatever you got to say. Uh, comment, questions, something else you want us to talk about. Absolutely doesn't matter. We work for you. Although we don't get paid, we still work for you. So you let us know what what you want to hear, and we will put it out there. So uh, we're going to thank thank you all uh, again. Uh, as always, though, uh, I'm going to thank the man behind it all, Mr. Mister G.C., George Clooney. Sorry about Tomorrowland, George. I've I told you you should have let me read that script, and I would have steered you away from this one. I w- or at least I would have given you some good notes to take back and maybe made some changes but it's okay. Listen, just come out with Oceans 14 and then you'll be right back into it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you I mean, he does cool so well. It's like why why venture away? Everybody loves that shit. I'm just saying. So I will say on behalf of myself and Ms. Stewart. Just want to tell everybody, have a good rest of your month. We will see you soon. Um, till next time, Ms. Stewart.
0: Mr. Chambers.
1: And everybody else out there. See ya. Because, famously, you have this ongoing thing with Brad Pitt. So, I've done some terrible things to Brad Wait, Brad's <laughs> done some terrible things to me. So, how did it start? Um, I don't remember how. We were doing Oceans 11, I think it was the first one. And I don't remember what it was. I I think initially, I get... uh, One of my favorite things is to get those things that go around your license plate or a bumper sticker because you never go to the back of your car and look and put it on people's cars because it's funny and they can ride around, you know, with some horrible, you know, embarrassing (laughs) bumper sticker. And I put... I found a bumper sticker in the shape of a pot plant that said, fuck cops. (laughs) back of because I figure there's no way you don't get pulled over <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way